You're tuned in to RX Radio. Movement prescribed. Brought to you by Prescript.com. A personalized approach to keeping you healthy and making your best even better. Your hosts, Dr. Jordan Shallow and Dr. Jordan Jinta. Alright, what's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of RX Radio. Um, real cool one for you guys. This is, um, this is a return guest. We had Kyle on the show when I was in Melbourne in January. Now, for those of you who don't know, Kyle Trainer runs a program called Elite Vitality. Uh, it's a coaching and business development program um, centered, around, centered around personal trainers. It's like turnkey solution to teach people sort of the business side, but also educate them um, as far as the things you actually need to know to be a successful personal trainer um, when it comes to physiology, nutrition, um, biomechanics. And that's sort of how I got um, paired up with Kyle. Kyle reached out to me through a mutual friend of mine in Sydney and um, we just we just started talking. And, you know, for those of you guys who listen, like business coaches, we've had a few of them on and they've all been vetted. They're all, they're all close friends of mine and, and of the business coaches we've had on, uh, Kyle is is definitely the closest, probably one of the closer friends I have um, outside of Junta. So Junta, I'm not I'm not replacing you. Um, he doesn't listen to the shit. I guarantee it. Uh, Junta, if you listen to this, I want to see a tag on Instagram in the story ASAP. Um, but yeah, so sat down with Kyle Trainer. Uh, so Kyle actually just hosted myself and uh, Luke Tullick, who's a uh, just a brilliant physiologist, um, teacher, instructor. I just released a, a really cool um, module online, uh, a membership site based around biochemistry, physiology, the stuff stuff that I think practitioners and, and trainers need to know and don't um, just because it's not taught at an adequate level in a palatable manner. So being able to present with him was, was really neat. So we just came off, um, the event was called Systems and Synergy and basically it was a whole weekend based uh, or centered around rather skill acquisition. Um, so he went over the physiology and more the nutrition, and then I went over the um, sort of the applied biomechanics and programming of skill acquisition of exercise. Now, um, all this was arranged by Kyle when it comes to any sort of business sense. If I have any in my head, it's he definitely put it there. So just to switch on, dude, um, got a lot of really good feedback last time we had Kyle on the show. So um, had him on again. This will be someone that you see. Uh, semi-regularly um, with doing stuff with Elite after the success of the seminar uh, last weekend. This is definitely someone who's uh, just just out out for the greater good, man. Like he's, you want to talk outcome over income, this kid, this guy's it. Like um, really can't say enough good things. It's just, you know, he lives it. He's, you know, he's systems based. He's very much on the, on the leading edge of of just, you know, bettering his business, but also bettering the business of everyone he kind of comes in contact with. So he's been hugely impactful in, in my career and um, developing uh, not only Prescript, but just kind of my own, the own brand and, and, and all that and managing my time and, and so forth. So just, I mean, a bit of a d- deeper episode, which I think this is like kind of where it's going. Like this is sort of the trend lately is, I don't know the last time I talked about like hip mechanics, um, probably just a product of being on the road. You start to realize that at the end of the day, some of the shit's just reps and sets. Um, but before we get started, I do want to give a big shout out to everyone who came out to Came out to the seminar in Melbourne, especially um, shout out to Jamie for having us at Melbourne Strength Culture. If you guys are ever in the Melbourne area, that's that's the spot when it comes to strength training. He's probably one of the most 
um, switched on strength coaches in Australia, and you know what, he could he can hang with the best of them um, worldwide. So d definitely keep an eye out for Jamie as well. We'll tag him in the show notes. So born out of this weekend, and this is going to be something that is already limited in space based off of the um, the response this weekend, but going to be rolling out a 16-week uh, prescript coaching certification course online. Now, we do offer these in person. We have confirmed dates next year in um, in Manchester, in Brisbane, a couple dates in Europe, Canada, as well as um, Southern Southern California, but we're going to be allowing this. Just you know, a lot of you guys reach out and listen and um, download the stuff or from all over. You know, you're too far spread to, for us to actually get on a plane and teach this stuff. So we're going to be offering a 16 week sort of comprehensive online. Um, Prescript Level One Coaching Certification Course, and I'm going to teach every hour. So every week is going to be our calls going through the curriculum. Most of the courses that we teach are about 16, 16 hours in a weekend, a comprehensive. So we're going to go over the exact same material. We're going to be covering the same, the same theoretical um, material. We're going to walk through, and we're going to sort of do it as a group in like a classroom setting. So if you're interested now, again, there's only like limited spots available because it was exclusive to the group that. Um, that we spoke in, or that I spoke in front of in Melbourne, but we're opening up the class size. Um, we're opening up the enrollment rather to RX Radio members, uh, listeners second. So if you're interested, um, you can either shoot us an email, info at uh, pre-script.com. You can reach out to me personally over Instagram. Um, so we will be likely having to start a wait list. Um, and we will be rolling kind of a semester system here in just so for those of you guys who, you know, you can't rock up, you can't dedicate a weekend uh, to showing up and, and taking the course this allows you to, to get, you know, in a lot of ways, like a comprehensive approach. We're going to have, um, we're going to have sort of a community built around this. So, you know, class doesn't end when the call's over. Um, it's going to continue on throughout the week and a lot of our message boards and, and on our forum and stuff like that. So really looking forward to rolling this out. Um, so we're looking at early September. Uh, enrollment will be open soon. So if you want to secure a spot, either uh, shoot me an email, jordanathemusseldoc.com or info at pre-script.com. Um, again, space is, space is a little bit limited already for this class because we did roll it out um, to, the, uh, to the attendees of the course in Melbourne last weekend. Um, just a bit of housekeeping. Uh, Prescript powerlifting program. We just had some people come off, um, come off some pretty pretty good performances on the platform. Getting a lot of good feedback on the hypertrophy program, and Junta's Olympic weightlifters are are crushing it. So, if you guys are interested, if you have any questions, I know a lot of people reach out over Instagram and just they're not sure really which programs for them. Fire us a message, shoot us an email. Because um, once you're plugged into the group, that's kind of the real value behind it. Like, you know, there's obviously if you listen to our episodes, you was. You know, we spare no expense when it comes to, uh, you know, putting in the detail when it comes to exercise selection, exercise order, tempo, uh, variation, progressions, and, you know, mobility, stability, and strength. That's kind of the name of the game. Um, so, yeah, if it's something that's interested you guys, just reach out. If you have any questions, we'll try and put your mind at ease. Or, you know, and we're not afraid to say that, you know, maybe this isn't for you, right? Um, and that's, I think there's value in that. Um, so yeah, with any, uh, without any further ado, um, a little bit jet lagged, just got off the plane from Melbourne to Sydney and I think I'm still in the Bahamas. Um, this is, yeah, the episode with Kyle Trainer. We'll put everything in the show notes. Just a, just a sharp dude. Like if you ever have questions on the business end, he's my first point of contact. 
he's who I pick up the phone and he answers all all times of day and night, regardless of time zone. So I really can't say enough good things and I can't thank him enough for putting together last weekend. Um, just really special experience. I did my first seminar in Melbourne um, about three years ago, three and a half years ago, in March 2017, 2016, something like that. Um, but yeah, without any further ado, I hope you guys enjoy the episode um, with myself and Kyle Trainer. Melvin, home sweet home, the one and only Kyle Trainer. Where did it, where did it start? Like with the mindset stuff. Um, like what was was there a tipping point? Was there were there like signs? Like when did it when did this become such a field of interest for you? So very early on in my career. At the start, I did not care. And I struggled internally so much that I was putting on an act to the outside world um, in regards to drinking, partying, just telling myself that it was okay that I didn't care. Um, And I was still a PT at this point in time. Um, So, like, I was partying. (laughs) I would rock up to work on a Monday, fucking hell, like, just feeling horrible. Um, and in all honesty, it was like, I went too hard one day. Really? (laughs) Literally. Um, and that's, that's honest, right? Like that's, I just went a little bit too hard. Um, and I just made a decision that it was not going to happen anymore. Like I just needed to stop kidding myself and telling myself that it was okay because I was young. Um, and I, at the time who... I had no idea who this guy was, but there was some English guy sitting on my couch um, who was dating my mum. They met on an online dating <laughs> site. And honestly, I walked past him every day and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like he's literally, I walked in one day and he was just sitting there. Um, and after I went too hard that one weekend, it was a realisation that I was not being who I truly am, like who I truly was. Like I was just putting on an act, telling myself that it was okay, that I didn't care that, and I wasn't earning money, right? Like that was the other thing is like I had to move out of home. So it was a point where I moved out of home and I still carried on the way I was carrying on for three or four months. And I got home after this week and I was like, fuck man, you just can't do this anymore. Like you're either going to, you're going to be dead real soon. (laughs) Like, you know, not from a point of of health, but like brain dead, right? Like, how how long did it take? Like, how long do you think it would have taken to come to that realization without this? I don't think point? I would have, man. Yeah. Like, I honestly don't think I would have. Like, um, I say it regularly. Like, this guy, this English guy sitting on my couch, is my stepdad, um, Kevin Ellis. Um, you know, ex army, ex military, worked in um for the government for thirty years, training SWAT teams understanding the mind like nobody else. Um, and I, I simply just made the decision to go and have a chat with him. Like, um, and I honestly don't think if I had that chat, fuck, man, I wouldn't be here. Like, we definitely wouldn't be talking. I'd be playing footy somewhere um, still with all my injuries. Like, the writing was on the wall there. Like, it was over. <laughs> and I'd still be playing footy in that environment drinking all the time, partying all the time, telling myself that it's okay, probably making 600 bucks a week, hating my life, but waiting for the weekend. Um, 
And that was the only time that I could find pleasure. And I told myself it was okay because I was young. So if I didn't make that decision, I wouldn't be here, man. Like, I honestly don't think I would have made that decision. What was the first, like, initial step in, in sort of taking control? It was more trauma. Like, I spent a fucking ton of money in this weekend, like, and I didn't have any money. Like, it was really, like, the money I'd earned that week. That week. Um, and it was trauma. I was like, okay, well, like, what the fuck are you doing, right? Like, and then it was that trauma that made me sit down with my stepdad. Um, and it was just visualization. Like, all he did was just go, what does success actually look like to you? And, uh, you know, most people get asked this question and they, they think of like a number, like working 10 hours a week or making 100 grand. Um but they don't truly look past that. So it doesn't mean anything to them. Um, and it like took me 40 minutes to answer this properly. I was like, the fuck are you asking me? <laughs> um, and then I thought about it and it was the, the, just thinking about that visualization, like the power that, that it creates, the energy was what was like, okay, well, once you have that visualization, you know what the right decisions are. Like without even setting values, you know, okay, well, first of all I need a change I need to make this change um and it was that conversation and I, I met up with Kevin every every week after that and we continued that but it was the trauma um that caused me to have the conversation um and back to the original question was the obsession with mindset and how the mind works and and going down that route was purely off the back of I seen what it done for me from you know a person who was making three four five hundred bucks a week profit like I was paying 150 bucks a week rent food bills like living with nothing but that nothing was going to partying to fully booked as a PT moved to my dream spot had my dream car in nine months how long ago was that? I was 21. Now, if you were to project out where you are now to where you'll be in that same elapse, so in like what, like four years from now, do you feel the growth linear or exponential? Exponential. Like I, I – it's an interesting topic, right? Because I think when we talk about growth, like me and you sit there all the time, we're like, fuck, man. What has happened in the last year? And it's like that's the thing that excites me the most about it because it all starts with the mindset. It all starts with the conversation. It all starts with the way you think. Um, And the the first progression was with me was understanding that it was the critical decisions that I had to make. Like, you know, unfortunately, some people can be successful in an environment where they drink alcohol and they party. Right, they can. Like, whether we think it's right or wrong, some people can be successful and do that. I was not one of them. Like, I made a decision, and and that's because, you know, this stuff runs in the family, right? Like, alcoholism runs in the family. So, um, I was never addicted, man, but fuck, it affected me. Like, in the moment when I was under the influence and also afterwards, man, like, everyone's like, yeah, you can have a drink every now and then. I'm like, no, I can't. Like... I wake up the next day and I feel horrible. 
it affects my state long term, not just for that Sunday where I'm sitting in bed all day, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So if you were to give advice to someone like, I mean, I'm relatively new to this, like in the past couple of years, and it was trauma that did it for me as well, but like, would you say awareness is the first step? Yeah, man. I, I, I urge people not to wait for trauma. Yeah. Like if you can catch this now and just by simply listening to this conversation, read a book, like just get started. Like the mind and understanding the mind is so important for your growth purely off the back of, we look at things like anxiety, right? Like most people get anxiety because they've got anxiety, right? Like they start getting anxiety about the anxiety. Like what the fuck is wrong with me, right? Like not many people actually know and to, like, we'll put this in context. So we, as, as a society, we don't know a lot about the mind like for, and what it's capable of. Like there's still a lot of questions to be answered, but let's, on an individual level, simply understanding habits and the effect that has on the mind and perception and consciousness and subjective perceptions and these kind of things. Like for me, the only reason I think I've gotten to where I am right now is, is because I can control control my attitudes towards my thoughts because like if I'm honest right I don't get me wrong I made the change when that trauma happened but I didn't understand the mind I just made the change I started to feel good and I just like I liked feeling good and then I seen what I achieved in six months and for me it's like fuck like I can do this continuously like if I set a goal and I stick to it and I've got this kind of relentless momentum towards it i can achieve it but unfortunately unless you understand the mind on a basic level you can drive yourself into a fucking hole which is what i did right like i got anxiety and i had it for six months and i seen someone for it and like but i only got that i didn't get that like while i was fucking partying and stuff like i got it fucking after i got it once i i kind of built my confidence up so much that I could achieve anything that I drove myself into a hole. Do you feel like you just reallocated the vice? Like I, f I see that in a lot and I saw that with myself and even to this day, like I reallocated like the vice, like there was something causing me trauma. I got rid of that, that source of that trauma, but I, I had to fill it with something that, that scratched the same itch because I didn't have an understanding of what I was doing. I just knew I had to make a change. Right, and all I really did was switch one poison for another, and then I was in the same state. Where it's like anxiety attacks, panic attacks. I had gotten rid of the thing that caused me stress, and now I just had to introduce a new stress. It was like I was, that was like my that was like my fuel. Was I had to be, it almost had to be stressed because I didn't understand a process in which I could go about, and and operate and be productive without being stressed. Like it's almost like you know everyone needs a cross to bear, and it's like I just gave myself a fucking really heavy cross for no reason, just because I knew I had to with to have meaning i had to have something that made me feel like i was carrying a load and that load was just weighing on my mind it was like there's no point in it being there at all i just had to feel purposeful yeah i mean i understand what you're saying and i think for me it was more about the reason like so let's talk about once i did start to get some success it was more about i was i was doing it a lot for the wrong reasons like I was doing it for everything outside of me rather than how I felt in internally. Like, um, you know, I was trying to be successful to impress those around me, you know, um, purely for them, purely off because I thought I had to be to that standard. Like not having money is, 
is, you know, I was embarrassed because the people that I started to then go up near and, and, you know, the people I was looking up to and the people I was surrounding myself all had money, all had success, all had stability. Um, so then I was, you know, forcing myself to think that that was what I had to do in life. Um, so then I seeked that and I was never, I was always judging myself based off of that and that was why I made the decisions I did. That was why my decisions were never an internal reflection of my own values but there were decisions that were made off external inputs of others and, their, and you know, the way I looked at them. So when you came across now this sort of second crossroads, six months in, like we've had the trauma, it's just, you know, you're pissed off your face every weekend, enough is enough, you have the conversation with Kev, continue to have these conversations, six months later you arise at a similar, albeit on different trajectory, still another point of trauma, how do you then get over that? Again, and, and I went and seen a psychologist about this for six months, um, off my own, like, like I told my mum. Um, at the time and she was like okay well yeah, she doesn't understand you know like Kev, Kev understood and he's like hey, just go see someone like um, and it was the understanding like of what it was right like and why it occurred and a lot of it stemmed out down to my childhood which is what happens with most of us um, you know throughout my childhood I was you know my mum worked a lot man like my mum was a she's just an amazing person like um, unfortunately, my parents split, split when I was young, about five, six years old, and we lived with my mom and she would work. She would leave the house at, you know, 7.38 in the morning, not get home till 7, 7.30 at night. I would look after my sister um, and, and it was kind of like that. Um, and it was like a defense mechanism, right? Like you deal with stuff yourself. Like one of the reasons that I went into this kind of period of anxiety was because I was living by myself, you know, like 21, decided where I wanted to live made that decision like it was time for my mum to go enjoy her life um you know i didn't kick up a stink i didn't do anything i was you know young 21 most people stay with their parents till they're what fuck shane buttner if you're listening you got to move out of bob and janice's house you motherfucker you're almost 30 get out of there <laughs> right but that's the thing man and it's like you know that i, I did that as a you know i love my mum, so i was like go do this like this is you now you can go enjoy your life and fuck man best decision I ever made because it turned me and made me face my fucking darkness, right? Like, um, you know, so I moved into a, an apartment that was like a little shoebox um, and I got fucked over by two, a gym franchise or not a franchise, a, a kind of gym space um, in Melbourne and basically was getting charged double rent. Um, so it was like six fifty a week just for rent. It was... Fucking, you know, I was paying. I think it was. I was. I had to pay about twelve hundred bucks worth of bills per um, per week before I made any money. Um, and that was, you know, some silly decisions for myself, but almost this kind of backing myself in, young gun. Fuck, man, you've look what you've done in the last six months. You can do anything. Um, and truth was, I could do anything because um, I was never gonna not do it. Like. I understood my values at the time, um, even to my own detriment. So, you know, over time I had to, I lost my license the day after I signed the contracts for this double rent and the gyms were 50 minutes away from each other. So every day, 3.30 a.m. up on the train, train to this gym that was, you know, 45 minutes away, 
start work at 5 a.m., work from 5 a.m. to 12, train back, go to the other gym, build up a business, leave at 8.30, walk back to St. Kilda, where I was living, to my shitbox apartment that was probably the size or half the size of everybody's bedroom who's listening to this. My bed was a fold-out bed from the fucking wall. I ate my dinner every night where I slept. And over time, I would come home and it was this, like, I'm alone, this defense mechanism, can't tell anyone, can't tell my girlfriend, can't tell anyone. And I just fucking was me every night, just me and me, man. And that's where I drove myself into this fucking hole of of anxiety and these kind of things because I was doing the reason I had an apartment in St. Kilda, right? Like, I felt it was my dream place to live, but it wasn't my dream place to live, right? It was the dream suburb. It wasn't the right environment. And I did that, felt that I had to live there based off the standards that everyone else around me was setting. With such rapid change coming from two bouts of trauma, now, like, I mean, we live pretty comfortable lives, me and you, like, from doing what we do. Like, it's like we just said before we started, like, is, did you ever think that this would be work? Like, we fucking, we burned in that coffee shop for like five hours straight this mm-hmm. morning. It was work. Now we sit around and do this. This is like, I consider this part of, part of the job, like, part of the job description. Mm. Do you seek out trauma now? I wouldn't say I seek out trauma, but I understand it. Like, and I think that's the difference is you don't want to seek out trauma. Like, you just want to understand it when it comes to you. Like, and you want to be able to manage it and you want to be able to deal with it. And, and this is where I think, you know, the, the surface level mindset stuff of you've just got to be stronger, like, it doesn't work anymore. And it's not like if somebody says to you that you're not good enough because you're not strong enough in the mind time the fuck off purely because that's not how the mind works right like me and you both know that the only thing that holds everyone back from achieving anything they want in life is negative self-talk is the little voice inside your head right but the thing is and and you know this is kind of diving into a rabbit hole you don't have to listen to that voice you don't get a choice in that voice that's your unconscious mind that's the thing that mindfulness and all these things teach you right like that's why understanding the mind is important right like the subconscious mind, the unconscious mind, and the conscious mind. You understand those three things, you can start to see the things, the, the thoughts that arise is you have a choice whether to listen to them. and You don't have a choice in to think them, but you do have a choice in what you listen to. And the more you can stop beating yourself up, the more you're going to stop yourself from going into these deep dark holes that don't affect anyone, that don't uh, help you progress, right? Like, it's not like I say, yeah, like, I, and it's not, you know, we were talking about this yesterday. It's like, you're exactly where you need to be, right? Like, you don't regret anything. And it's, I don't regret anything. I'm glad I went through everything because I'm exactly where I need to be. I think that's just a marker that you've learned from the trauma, right? Like, I, I, it's weird. I draw, like, inspiration from strange places. One of the most powerful things that I've come across in the last, like, four or five years is pain is knowledge really fast. And that was like a Seinfeld thing on like one of his fucking shows. And he was talking about like stubbing your toe. It's like, well, you know, the fucking coffee table is there. It's like, okay, you know now to avoid that next time because the pain cements itself. And like you want to avoid that as, as creatures of evolution. Like we're hardwired to avoid painful experiences, painful situations. And I think physically in that parallels to psychological as well. So you don't start developing strategies to avoid the trauma. And the best way to to do that in my opinion is like just kind of what you said like the only thing you have control over is how you react and that's like i've pulled that from i think obstacle is the way well it's like you know 
people, what's the difference between pain and suffering? I punch you in the arm as hard as I can. At, in that moment, it's pain. If you fucking suck about it for the next five days, that's suffering. Yeah. Like, and that's what most people go through is because they don't know how to manage it. Like, you know, something goes wrong in their life and it's fucking like you have this negative thought and you, all of a sudden you're blaming yourself and you blame yourself that many times every single week, right? Like that's a persona. That's you now. That's how you think. Like you don't get a choice in your unconscious mind so you need to learn how to program it. I think people take for granted the things that they do as habitual and they don't understand that that's your life. Like the things you do every day that you take for granted is your life. That The bulk of the shit you do every day makes up like... Like if you argue with your missus for like 20 minutes a day, that's six working weeks of arguing throughout a, a year. What's your time worth? Hmm. 500 bucks an hour, 750 bucks an hour. How much, how much money did you lose just arguing with your, and it seems like a small thing, but like over time, like that, that negative, like it, be, and being enslaved to that negative self-talk becomes a full-time job, right? Like it's so hard for people to break out of it. Like what is, how do you now, I mean, knowing, being a little bit more mindful, and I say a little bit knowing that like we all have like a lot further to go and I don't think there is an end. Like I don't think there's ever, at least in this day and age outside of a monastery, like I don't think you're really ever going to find it. And that's the goal. Well, you know, we've talked about this as well and, and the concept that I kind of thought of in my head, I mean, someone's probably thought of it before, but like it's this relative consciousness. It's like we're all in the same position at different levels, right? Like so... For instance, for instance, we're talking like, let's use some examples. We've got a monk, right? Like think about how conscious he is and, and um, you know, his consciousness is at a level that only some of us could only ever imagine of getting to, right? But at the end of the day, there's all, everybody's got their 5% before they break into this new paradigm or this new level, right? And then it's kind of like we're all conscious and unconscious of certain things in, in certain times, right? So... Um, this is where judgment comes in, like, and, and judgment isn't, you know, there's a fair chance if you meet someone who's judging someone else, they're definitely judging themselves as well, right? So the ability to remove judgment from your life and live a life of compassion is something that I will always strive for, especially now because I know what it's like to judge myself on the hardest level. And it's okay to be critical of yourself, but you never judge. And if you can remove judgment and live with compassion for the rest of your life, I guarantee you, you're going to live with joy. Right, and that's what we're all here to do. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. You want money? You want a career? You want to help? You want to? You want to be a fucking and the best personal trainer in Australia? Right? It's because you want joy, right? And very, you know, this this is kind of like if we're we're going to talk about personal training. This is what most are missing, right? Is the fact that they're doing what they fucking love, right? The formula for success is do what you love to do and do it to the best of your ability, right? We're all seeking joy, and the key to joy is unconditional patience and unconditional patience leads to no judgment because all of a sudden, right, I understand that my obstacles are a part of my life, right? Me and you both know, right, it's success isn't, it's not like the more successful you get and by far we're, we're not anywhere near the top, right? But the more success you get, it's not like your problems go away. You just manage them better, right? Like the circle of life, Right, like I, I kind of when I went on a silent retreat um, a while ago, like I was just so conscious and and in this great fucking headspace um, where things, you know, I was, had extreme clarity on certain things. And one of the things I said was like, like if you can look at 
life like a river, like a rapid river, right? And these boulders within the rapid river are your obstacles. Water flows through, observing the the obstacles but finding the most fluent way through, right? It always finds its way through and it's almost like the circle of life, right? Like if when you understand that obstacles are a part of life, they're not there to fucking get you, they're not there because, you know, you you brought them to yourself, right? Although you did cause and effect, but you know, when you can get this unconditional patience like a circle, right? There is no destination. Labyrinth. One way in, one way out. Right? It's going to happen and you can start to enjoy them. Right? Instead of and that's the removing the judgment thing. Is like the second you can remove judgment from your life, from having the ultimate compassion, is the second you can stop judging yourself and causing yourself suffering. And that's the message is like you do not have to wait for trauma, right? A lot of people, you know, they're not going to listen to these things and it's going to happen. But the thing is you can start right now. You can learn about it right now. And for me, we're talking about the mind, the ability to understand this stuff, the understand that you don't have to hold your happiness hostage to a future time, right? Outcomes, outcomes create direction, but it's the process. Name the last millionaire who stopped at a million dollars. They fucking don't because it's not about the million dollars. Whether they like it or not, they may say it's about the million dollars, but it never is. It's about the process, the thriving, the excitement behind it, the person you become, right? This is why, this is also why you can get some fucking people with a lot of money that aren't happy because they don't have the compassion. For those out there like who haven't experienced the trauma, and but what advice or how do you rank order like some of these things they they take their stepping stones right like they're there there are concepts that we talk about now that six months ago or a year ago like a year and a half ago like we're just they're, they're so far yeah and it's like so how do you like what advice would you give for someone you know hasn't experienced trauma but maybe feels like they're missing like fulfillment when it comes to like just being mindful being present being aware like being being able to sort of take control rather than just sit at the controls uh, it's definitely consciousness of some sort so whether you do that through meditation one little funny one that i say is like give yourself an alter ego so like me i do it in all the time in the shower um you know the first time you wake up you sit in where are you going with this no no okay no, no, stick right. with me i know you think <laughs> dirty mind um you, when you're when I'm in the shower in the morning, that's when I'm at my most unconscious. Like I've just got out of bed, you know. Like I'm, wait, I'm still waking up, and it's like, okay, so my mind's wandering. Like, what have I got to do today? You know, or like, did I wake up a little bit late? All these things, right? This this kind of this this negative self talk can start there. Well, let's as an example, right? You give yourself an alter ego when you feel yourself talking like down to yourself like it's your fault that all this stuff is happening like you're the blame that you can't change what happens today or tomorrow and you're focusing on the past you're focusing on your problems you're focusing on all the bad stuff in your life i call myself carl shut up carl like you give yourself your old ego think about that as a concept what are you doing right like if you consciously make the decision to give yourself an alter ego every time you negative self-talk you can fucking catch yourself you call yourself the alter ego like imagine I was like, like you were like, shut the fuck up, Jaden. 
Like, you're like, I don't like the name fucking Jaden. Yeah, it's not like a cunt. Yeah, right. Yeah. So <laughs> that's it. You laugh. Like, I sit there and I'm like, you've been a fucking Carl, right? And it's that. Like, you don't even have to, like, I think meditation is this thing where it's like, it can be hocus pocus to a lot of people. I, I think it's, it is big though. And I think it does allow you. And the thing is, uh, it allows you to, to be mindful and it teaches you that um, you don't have to listen to the thoughts that arise. I think it's such an interesting concept, the alter ego. And it's something like there's, there's research of, there's case studies actually of someone with split, split personality disorder, like um, something that we would commonly refer to as like schizophrenia, that one of their alter egos that they've, you know, through pathology manifest in, in reality has type one diabetes. Shit. Yeah. So there's people. There are people. Our person case study that the that you want to talk power in the mind and like sure meditation sounds a little. And I, I don't. I'm, I'm nowhere near fully grasping the concept of it. But I think just bring to the bring to light the idea of awareness and like the aware that you can change the outcome or the voice inside your head or how you react to it anyways. And when I heard that, I, I worked with a clinical psychiatrist at Stanford University for years. Um, she was a client of mine. And she told me about this case where one of the patients in one of the personalities that bifurcated off of you know, this pathological center was a type 1 diabetic. So when they were expressing the symptoms and speaking in the voice and, and, and adopting in their own mind the split of their personality, the doctors had to watch them because the blood sugar would start to plummet. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm reading a book at the moment kind of discussing the... Um relationship between the mind and the brain and it's kind of like it's an interesting discussion but I think the thing that you know and I was going to finish with this before is the thing that becomes important to me and, and especially now that I'm working with people on a regular basis like a lot of what I do is help people with this kind of stuff like how to become a high achiever you know first step is to become conscious second step is to be mindful third step is to kind of think think critically right and then the ability you know it branches out from there but fuck man like not everybody has a strong mindset. Like, you know, not everybody's, a, you know, going to be a fucking pro power lifter. Like a lot of people struggle. And I see that more than ever now is like, it's not good enough just to tell people to be stronger. It's not good enough to just fucking put a, you know, listen to a YouTube video every morning because it only lasts so long, right? Like we've had this discussion too, but it's like, I don't, and this is me on a personal level. The reason I just, I fucking like, you've seen me, man. I'm, I'm there every morning reading books trying to find out as much as I can because a lot of what my legacy is going to be, man, and I've made a decision, it's not about making the fucking good greater. It's about pulling the people up with me, like the ones who are struggling the most, you know, like the mastery program, like, fuck, I should, like, on a productive standpoint, I shouldn't be putting in the one-on-one -on -one effort that I do. Like, it's, when we say shouldn't, we're talking from a business sure. standpoint, right? But it's like, fuck, that's not what I want to do. Like, I don't want to be known who, for the guy who just lets the people slide away who aren't ready. Like, oh, you know, I didn't bring him on because he's not the right client for me. Or no, you know, you're just not, you're not the right person. It's like, nah, fuck that, man. Like, I want to help the people from the bottom of the barrel get to the top, right? That's going to be my legacy. And it starts with this stuff. It starts with these basics of how to understand the mind, right? How to understand yourself, how to not drive yourself into these deep, dark holes, which most people go to. Everybody goes to them, right? Whether they tell you or not. And there's a stigma around that now. But it is about that. Like it's, for me, it's about giving these guys the option, right? Like to, to grow, to make progress. Like it's a business mentorship. But the biggest thing is, is like 
most people don't even give themselves the opportunity to grow because they cut themselves off, uh, cut themselves at the feet before they even get started. How do you how do you instantiate the how in your the clients you work with? Like, how do you are are, are they pre qualified by passion? Like, how is it that you? I mean, there's a quote like, you know, he who has a how can over, or he who has, a, sorry, how do you instantiate the why? He, he who has a why can overcome any how. So it's like, how is it that when you deal with people who are in a hard place, that it's, it's the why that drives you to do what you do, right? That the legacy. How is it that you impart that and, and allow people to find what their, like, what their why could be? It's a process, man. Like, I think this is where goal setting becomes super important. Like, a lot of people, when they set goals, they don't indulge in it. They don't spend time on it. It's one of those things, I just want to get a couple of numbers down, let me work, right? Like, I just want to do this. I want to get on it. It's this instant gratification, right? Like, fuck, man, if you're not putting like four or five hours into one question for your goals, you're not going deep enough. Like, we talk about power. We talk about the ability to have discipline. These kind of things is because the people who have the most discipline think about what they want every fucking day, right? Like... And it's that, it's the ability to sit down and set goals properly, right? Like, and, and to put effort and time in it, not just write down a little bit. Like I said at the start, it's, you know, I was sitting down with Kevin Ellis. The thing that changed my life was the fact that I spent time sitting there. We sat there for like nearly two hours on the one question because he wouldn't let me walk away until I understood the concept, right? And I mean, that's what it's about. Like, unfortunately, we live in a, in a world where people want results tomorrow. And they want that, you know, they think that, oh, you know, it happens overnight. Like, you know, I am where I am now. I'm fucking five years down the track. Like, it's not like it happened straight away. Like, as I said, like, yeah, I mean, I just got this little basic power from visualization, but now it's a process. Now I understand every little thing about why I want to achieve what I want to achieve. And that's, it's the same with everyone else, right? Like, first step is to make them conscious. Right? Once they're conscious, they can put the effort in with their goals. How do you how do you quantify when someone has become conscious? What's what's the metric? What's the what's the light bulb that goes off? How do you, as someone who's who teaches this, recognize that imparted into another person? I think it's the systems we provide, like the process, the step by step process. Like you can see when the the you know the the light switch goes off, like. Um, it's like this unconditional gratitude. Like they're so thankful and they understand the concept of mindfulness and the concept of being conscious rather than the absolute. Like they're not looking for this savior anymore. They understand that it's the long game. Like they're willing to just put in the work without kind of coming to me every second week and being like, oh, I'm struggling, I'm this, I'm that, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I want you to come to me with those problems because I want to be the guy to help you and I want to be there for you. Like I want to, I don't want to shy away from that. But you can start to see, like as I said to you before, man, there's guys in the mastery that I've been working with who have been pushed down by others so many times in their life. They've got no self-confidence to a point where I just backed him in, man. I was there every step of the way for them. And when they, and this is why it's important to have mentors, man, and have people around you and build your circle and have people that actually care for you. But, you know, setting your values and, and kind of putting effort into the, the prep work that goes into success, right? Like not just thinking that working hard gets you there. Like it does, it's an, it's an aspect, but there's, you can work hard in the wrong direction. 
you can work hard with the wrong mindset and mentality with the wrong values. There's a lot of guys that work hard out there that are just shit people. There's a lot of people out there that don't care about people and don't have compassion, right? Like every decision you make affects you internally. People only think about the external. Like success is internal. It's never external, right? Like if we want to, let's talk about success right now. What's your view of success? This is it. I'm doing it. Of the freedom. Like I can do, I can be wherever, whenever I want to be there at this point. And I do work that's fulfilling. That to me. Are the okay, there's the word, right? And that's what I'm talking about. Success is a feeling, right? It's a feeling. It's not like you, you feel successful. Yeah, like it's not this materialistic bullshit that everybody thinks it is. Yeah. Like people think that having 100K in the bank makes them feel fulfilled. It's like, yeah, fuck, for what? 20 seconds? And then you're back feeling shit, right? Unless you're, you know, nothing in this world is achieved without compassion, man. Like I'm telling you, you feel better sticking to your values, doing things and caring about other people long term, right? So that's, that's what it's about. Yeah, for me, like, it's weird when the money gets tied in because that's always the projection. Like, I'll, I'll have people now, like, oh, like, you know, like you're doing quite well. I was like, and I think they base that off a of projection of money. It's like, I don't have money. Like, where is this money? It's going enough to pay a fucking student loan. I don't care. I can just chill in Melbourne. I was a dude, I was on the beach in the Bahamas fucking 45 hours ago. Now I'm here talking to you in a living room in fucking Fitzroy, a suburb of Melbourne. <laughs> that's success. Yeah, but I mean, why? Because it's a feeling, right? Like it's a feeling you get from, from doing the work you love to do, doing what you do, doing it to the best of your ability. Like if we draw it all back, that's, that's you know, a, a formula for success is do what you love to do yeah. and do it to the best of your ability, right? Like so, but the problem is, is like people, like money, man, money's the biggest one. Like it fucks us all. Like, let's be honest, like, Everybody has these issues with money at some point in their life, right? And it's, it's that that holds people back. But the, the problem is, is, and this is that negative self-talk, is they think that, that the, the reason they don't have money is because they're the, the problem. Yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about because it seemed like when I asked the original question of like, what's the first step? And you said consciousness. And then you sort of went down a rabbit hole and you kept sort of circling around what I think to be the central first step in becoming conscious is shedding of the victim mentality. Because that's something that, with what little work I do with the clients I deal with, and more understanding the interfacing of psychology and physiology from a, psych, like a physio physiological route, it's ditching of, like a shedding of the victim mentality. I think that has to come first. Because people fall victim to the negative self-talk. They're victims of yeah. their own... And, and I mean, that's why I don't like to frame it in that way. Like the, like the, the victim mentality is almost like a, in my point of view, right? And like it, it comes to me if I call someone and say someone the victim mentality, like it's me judging. Yeah. Like I come from a non-judgmental place. So I'm like, I understand what, you, what you're going through. I went through it. You know, like you don't mean to be this way. A lot of people don't mean to be this way. They're unconscious to it, right? Like, and that's, you know, I was like, I had something in my head before, but it's, Again, you remove that judgment as for me as a coach, if I come away and say, you've got to shed the victim mentality, that doesn't fucking help them. Yeah. They're just like, oh, like it doesn't, like it, it, they're unconscious to it. Like you need to make them conscious about it, right? And the first thing to doing that is like, again, that's why I said meditation because it's, the, why do they have the victim mentality? Because they listen to the voice in their head, right? They have a self. They think that they're 
their the reason that they're not where they want to be or the reason they have their life they have is because of them. It's like, no, you're just using the wrong fucking strategies, right? Like we had a guy, Terry Condon, um, ex-strength and conditioning coach at Richmond come in who's gotten to the top of the mountain in strength and conditioning in Australia and then just decided to leave and go study an MBA and now he's like a, a money guru and he come in and presented for the guys in the mastery and it's the same with money. It's like a lot of people beat themselves up because they spend too much money, right? Like it's your fault, like it, you, you, you're the issue. It's like you're not the issue, the fucking strategy you're using are. Like imagine in every moment you just said, fuck, use the wrong strategy again instead of you're a fucking failure, Kyle. You're a failure. You don't deserve anyone. You don't deserve to have anyone around you. You see the difference? Like, for me, that's the important thing. It's like, fuck, man. Like, you can sit there and beat up on people all you want and tell them to shed the victim mentality, but they don't know the difference. They can't tell you why they're a victim. So is it forgiveness then? Is that is that a better way to frame it? Like, people to forgive themselves? I think it's, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it's forgiveness, but I think it's just removing that judgment. Like, becoming more conscious of that thought in your head, the, the thought that arises, right? Like, pay attention to it. Become aware of it. Give it an alter ego. Fuck off, Carl. You're not, you're doing a Carl again, right? Like, all of a sudden you're smiling. Like, I call myself Carl and I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I, I vision myself like 20 kilos heavier, like a slob. That's who Carl is to me. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, that's not you. And then all of a sudden you, you're grateful. Right, because when you can remove the judgment from yourself, right, you can start to see, okay, well, there's a fucking million people, a billion, I don't even know how many that would kill to have my life and my opportunity, right? Like when you can remove the self-talk and the judgment, that's the key to then becoming grateful. And when you're grateful, you look at everything as an opportunity rather than an obstacle. I wanted, to, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that because it, in the business you're in and with the masteries focus on or one of the focuses being around like the psychological and being around like the consciousness the awareness the mindfulness is how is it how is it as as a bit not as a business model but how is it that you overcome the popularity of a lot of these things that are being sold as very surface level like gratitude is i guess what i'm really honing in on here like gratitude is like i fucking it does my head in man like gratitude practice to me is not it's something i don't i don't understand like i i'm so grateful for like like i've talked like i sat around and i, I taught a course in ottawa like three weeks ago and at the end of the course, everyone left and there was just like a room full of fucking beautiful mind whiteboards of shit that I wrote over three days and erased and rewrote the entire whiteboards across the whole room like fucking a thousand times. And I sat there and no one around and I fucking bawled my eyes out. Yeah, and, and this is good that you're on this. Cause but this the last thing I did was I go on my fucking Instagram story and say like how, how grad, like I'm practicing gratitude or some bullshit like that. You know, and... and the the reason that is is because you can't fake it, man. Like you can fucking like, and this is where the success thing. Like, people pay so much attention to things external to them, they don't look at the internal consequence, right? Like, you can't. Like, yeah, cool. You can say that you're grateful, but it doesn't fucking matter what everyone else thinks. It doesn't matter whether someone else thinks you're grateful. Like, fuck that. It does not matter because it only matters that you know you're grateful, that you're truly grateful, right? And it comes from compassion, right? Like, you don't fucking sit there at the end of your seminars sitting there and, and going and 
and crying because you made fucking what X amount. You sit there because you've seen the impact it makes, right? And that's what made me dive even deeper. First time I did the mastery, like, you know, after every workshop now, I'm like, fuck. Like, you just watch people and you watch what it does and you watch the impact it makes and you see people walk away and then you're like, okay, now I know, right? And as I said, it doesn't matter if you post it on Instagram, like you said, because it only matters for you, right? Like, you know, I said it before, my favorite quote, right? The, the universe waits, the universe, the universe holds its breath as we choose instant by instant which pathway we follow, right? And for me, that's representation of decision-making, right? But not from an external point of view, from an internal point of view, because quantum physics tells us that it's the energy that we produce from making decisions and the frequency that then affects the things around us and it affects the universe as a whole, right? So it's the energy that's produced from decisions, right? So the second you try to put a fucking gra a gratitude thing on the internet, right, and you've got the fucking prayer hands, right? Everybody knows me. I'm the prayer hands guy. Bless up, bless up. Right? I am that and I do that, but fuck, man, I follow through with my actions. That's it. Right? Because other than that, it's just a belief. Beliefs don't exist. No, nah, well, you know what I mean? Like, as I said, it doesn't fucking matter. No. Like, it's like the whole Instagram thing, man. Like, we talk about it and we're like, you know, following's are great for business, but I'm like, yeah, fuck, tell you what else is great for business? Changing the fucking lives of every person I fucking talk to, right? Like, that's what I'm in it for. I, you know, and I probably didn't even start to be in it for that. But I fucking realized very soon that there's a, it's a bigger picture thing. It's not about me anymore, right? It's never about me anymore, right? Like I don't fucking sit there all night working my ass off for me anymore. Like I know the byproduct is that, but it's about them. Like fuck, man, like everyone in the mastery and they'll fucking tell you it's family, man. Like I treat them all as individuals. Every single person gets the top my time and it's because I know I'm not in it for anything external right i mean it for i know what my values are i know the legacy i want to leave right and it's fucking being selfless it's changing people's lives right that's what success is now right i know that by putting the maximal amount of effort in with every single person i come in contact with now like that's what it's about that's why i do what i do right it's the consequence and if I go against that and I make a decision that's not in the best interest of someone else, it only affects me. I'm not worried about what, and this is the thing, like if I lie to Susan, Susan might get angry at me. No, what about you? What about how do you feel about lying to Susan? That's what fucking matters. That's what not enough people pay attention to, right? If I lie to Susan, it affects me. But the problem is, is a lot of people aren't conscious about this. They're not conscious about how decisions affect them internally. And what happens over time, we make enough bad decisions, you drive yourself into a fucking hole. And that's, that's the lesson is like be critical of every decision and it's not hocus pocus anymore, it's fucking physics, it's quantum physics. Every decision you make reverberates a frequency. That frequency affects your next decision and it affects what comes your way. What advice do you find yourself giving most frequently to, to the people you work with? Nothing has power over you. Continuously drum that in. Nothing in this world has power over you. And that's an internal thing. 
right? Because when you can make decisions based on your values and based in what's aligned inside, what's the internal feeling, nothing has power over you, even money, even anything like that. Because the only way out of that is to believe that nothing in this world has power over you. So when you say constantly have to drill it in, why do you think it's so hard for people to conceptualize that out of the gate? Because they believe things do have power over them. They believe that success is external to them. Right? Like you, you go to any anything, any example. Let's talk about PTs for a second. No, they just didn't want to buy. They just weren't ready to buy. No, the gym I work at fucking sucks. Like, come on. It's not, man. Like, nothing in this world has power over you. Right? When you believe that, you seek out what's necessary. And that's that's the thing, is like when nothing has power over you, you go and seek it. You seek what's necessary, right? You re- You find the books. You don't wait for people to give them to you, right? Like, you find the education. This is why people excel. Because when you know that nothing in this world has power over you, all of a sudden you, when an obstacle comes your way, you're fucking rubbing your hands together. You know what I mean? Like something comes my way, something comes your way and there's other people out there that feel this way and then there's other people that don't and it's not. there's nothing wrong with you. And that's the message is don't blame yourself for where you're at right now. The strategies you're using are wrong. And when you can understand that, you know that nothing in this world has power over you so you can achieve whatever the fuck you want that's how I approach the victim mentality. It's not by like the blame thing, devoid of blame and judgment, but giving them the alternate strategies go on the attack. Because I think the biggest, my biggest fear has been for, I think for as long as I've been able to establish some sort of worldly view of what I would be afraid of is stagnation, right? And the best way for me to overcome that is to, to go on the attack. So like you said, like, I mean, it's a podcast, but he was visualizing with or, or symboling with his hands that when an obstacle comes his way, it's like fucking right. And that's where, where I know the greatest amount of change has come from trauma. When I see an obstacle and I frame it as trauma, but I'm on the attack. It's, it was funny, we were talking about this the other day. It was some fucking jackass was running around Sydney with a knife, stabbing people. Like when I walk through public now, I'm on the attack. Living in America for seven years, fuck with my head. Mm. Like I used to walk my dog at night and I would take his pronged leash and put it around my fist because if some crazy asshole wants to take a go at me and I'm ready for him I am on the attack I'm not the victim and I approach every situation like, like I walk into a room and some meeting conference contract whatever it's attack it's, it's always attack it's always advance it's always move forward to, like, to retreat is to surrender and that's to fail and that's to be the victim it's like regardless of like a physical psychological like when i walk into a room and it's a fucked up way to operate from but fuck is it a powerful position to negotiate from it's Mm. like this ends one way you decide Mm. if we make the news like that to me is that's the empowerment that i've experienced is like go on the attack like don't like things will seemingly come your way but you can choose and so one thing you can actually have control over is you control how you react to things Mm. and my reaction is always proactive yeah and i think for me like I probably come from a bit of a different place where I'm, I've been through like, you know, the one thing I can't not put in the effort and time with these, the guys I work with purely off the back of, cause I know exactly what they're going through. I know exactly how they feel. So for me, I always come from a different standpoint and I always think about it from their point of view. Like in any moment, I'm always thinking about it. And I think for me now, it's more about 
you know me, man. Like when there's something to do, I, I do it. Like it's not this whole mindfulness thing. I think some people kind of can get caught up in it too much where they don't do what's necessary and they don't put themselves through hard times and they don't fucking put the work in. Like for me, it's not about that. It's knowing that I can fucking run it a two out of 10 and then when I need to go to a 10 out of 10, I can fucking do that, yeah. right? And it's But it's also the, the point of view where I like to go into a room and know that psychologically I've I've got everyone. Like you can say what you want to me, man. I'm not getting stuck in a fucking dick war. Like I'm not going to get into an ego battle with you. Like cool, you go do that, right? Like I don't think like and, and I don't know whether some people might say I'm wrong, man, but even in business, I don't have any competitors. It, they don't exist, right? Like, it's not like that. We're on the same fucking journey, right? Is my product better? I think so, right? But that doesn't matter. Like, I don't, like, I'm not going to fucking walk into a room and not like someone purely because they've got a fucking different business to me. Like, psychologically, if you're going to think like that, cool, that affects you internally. Me walking into a room knowing that I'll fucking do what's necessary to create my own success, whether it fucking... Bill Gates is standing in the room or anyone else, I don't care. And it's, you know, I think I don't come from this. It's like a a different perspective of what alpha is, right? Like, and it's not, there's no right or wrong, right? Like there's no judgment in how other people view alpha. But for me, alpha is like, cool. All I give a fuck about is my head, right? As long as I've got it in there, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, right? And it's the ability to walk into a room and help anyone, to sit down and have a conversation with anyone, right? And I think, and, and this is the truth, man, is like, and, and I don't know, like you, me and you have kind of, we've been friends for a very long time, but fuck, man, no matter who I talk to, like I'm not, I'm never the guy who goes into a conversation like a fucking 10-year-old girl because this guy's my fucking idol, mm. right? Like I go into the conversation knowing that, guess what? Fuck, whoever you are, I can help you. It's, it's, I don't know, it's funny to listen to you. It's funny to listen to you talk and just hear the subtext behind it. Like the idea of alpha, like if you think about it from an evolutionary perspective, like look at chimpanzees or bonobos or, or, or orangutans or, you know, close genealogical derivations of human beings. What separates humans from apes is consciousness, mm. right? That's for, like I'm reading Sapiens right now and that's a clear distinction mm. because more often than not what will lead a pack is is the vicious right and humans are capable of that but i think what has overridden that as the highest order priority is consciousness and that's something in 1.2 1.4% difference in genetic code between mm-hmm. apes and us that's the difference is the consciousness like you you can't it's not genghis khan anymore like it's not rape and pillage like there has to be an awareness there has to be a mindfulness in order to ascend to be an alpha you can't just get by on brute force like you need to be like you need to be a formidable opponent on the subconscious level like you can't just walk into a room and fucking you end up in prison yeah right it's like man simba versus not simba fucking mufasa versus scar man like lion king you you watch that and you look at the way that movie set up right like it's a universe people get killed people get eaten some people are successful some people aren't but there's no judgment between any of them and the person who's at the top the person who everybody respects is the person who 
isn't fucking selfish and uses brute force and tries to downgrade everyone else. It's the person who empowers everyone else and brings them up. And that's, you know, I look at that and I'm like, you know, you look at Mufasa, right? And and the difference between him and Scar is that, like, Mufasa, at the end of the day, if it comes down to it and they're fucking going in for a fight, we know who's winning, right? But we also know why people look at him as the leader, right? Like, and, and one of the things that I've always tried to one of the, the standards I've always tried to set is, is big, you know, who's the ultimate leader more and more in fact, like who's the ultimate dad? Like one of my big goals in life is to be the best dad I possibly can. And that's right now, right? Like I'm teaching my kids lessons. They're not even fucking born yet. And that's what it means. It's like, you can't just flick the switch. Like you've got to set the standards. And for me, it sets right now. And I, you know, I'm making decisions at work. I'm making decisions with people's lives. I'm mentoring people. I'm, there's times where people owe me money. There's times all this kind of stuff. And it's like in that moment when the fucking clock, when the, you know, the, when it's not falling your way, what do you do then? That's fucking power. That's the alpha. Do you stick to your word? Right? Because me and you know how many people are out there that fucking don't. They say one thing and they're doing another. <laughs> and that's their thing. And, and it's like, again, I don't care what other people think of me. It's never about that. I don't care, like, what I say on here is what I say to you behind doors. What I, you know, and it's the same with my fucking girlfriend. It's the same with everyone. Everybody who knows me, and there was a, and the reason I say this is important because there was a time where I wasn't. There's a time where I said things because it looked good on on the resume and because of all of these things, right? When I first started, what's what drove me into that fucking period. But now, again, it's internal. It's the fact that I know, I know, I'm sticking to my word. I'm living to my values. There's power in that, right? And the reverberation of frequencies and energies tell you that, right? Like, we know this, man. Like, you know deep down when someone's fucking going against what they're saying and going against their values and these kind of things. You know when that happens and you can feel it and you can see it right you can see it breaking them down without them even knowing that it's breaking them down i mean to me it's it's the oldest stories ever told like lion king is is so much a representation of and we've talked about religion and its utility and and its reality outside of the podcast but like lion king you can pull so many stories from religious texts like why the fuck do we keep telling these same stories because this is whether it's fucking animated lions or whether it's jesus or whether it's fucking you know uh judas betrayal whether it's dante's inferno whether it's shakespeare it's like the the thematics across time it's like there's a fucking reason people keep drawing getting drawn to these stories because this is it this is this is the overarching principle that you need to abide by it's like you know and and to each their own like and how they want to find that is is that's the journey right but like you started with the circle of life and then you ended talking about the lion king well what's the fucking opening number in mm. the fucking lion king and, well yeah. king elton comes over the fucking pipes and it's a circle of life something that i like i think it becomes important as well is like the what i was saying before in the lion king i know i can't believe we we're talking about the fucking lion king but the no judgment like the fact that it's a it's a universe man and and it's not like as I said, when you go and shift, the, the one thing that causes most people suffering is this selfish mindset. You know, like, oh, I didn't get that sale, so that affects me, right? It's like, well, you know, when you get to a stage and you understand 
the the universe and and some of the best things you can do in sales is tell the fucking truth like but, but what i'm trying to get at here is the fact that we're a universe you lying affects me whether you like it or not right like fuck i was thinking about this the other day man like from a point where i hope everyone who's listening washes their hands with fucking soap but this is a, a little lesson, man. Like, why do, you know, people don't wash their hands with soap because like, oh, I don't really care about germs. It's like, motherfucker, you're going to go shake someone's hand soon, right? Like, wash your fucking hands, right? And it's that, right? It's that, as so, something as small as that, but as a massive concept is most people cause themselves suffering because they're so selfish in their endeavors. When you don't become, when you remove that selfishness and become selfless in every endeavor you ever fucking take the crusade on, you remove judgment, right? Because you're not worried about this fucking making the sale because it's money in the bank. You're worried about making the sale because you're a fucking good at what you do. Because you know if this person walks away, we don't know what the fuck could happen to them. They could have a heart attack. They could break their leg. They could do their ACL again because they haven't done the right rehab. There's so many outcomes. They, they could cause them, you know, their family harm because they're not in the right mindset, right? Like people don't think about that. But guess what? It's that that creates the best fucking uh, output, right? Like you want the best version of yourself, do it because you care about the people you're working for. Like, you, you know, and, and not even that, like your family, man. Like you want to fucking, you ask anyone on a, on a call, anything like that, why they do most of what they do. If they've got a family, it's for the family, right? Why? It's not because like you get a dad who's got fucking two two-year-olds. He's not sitting there going, I want money because I want to fucking be able to, you know, bet my ass off next week and there are some people that do that right but what i'm saying is you get someone who's truly felt what it's like to fucking be a leader and care for those around them and the people that they work with and and you know their family you ask them what they're fucking doing it for it's their two two-year-old daughters now imagine we could live like that from the age of fucking 18 when we first become an adult and fucking do exactly what we love to do and do it to the best of our ability because we've got this mindset of being selfless. It's just the Lion King thing. I just can't get over. Like one of the most powerful scenes in that movie is when Rafiki goes, remember who you are. Fucking oath, man. I watched it the other day and, and you know what? I haven't watched it in years, the new one. And I was like, holy shit. And the fact is, is cause I've been reading all these books and sure. everything like that. I'm like, fuck, could have just watched the fucking Lion King. Yeah. But, you know, I know what you're saying, like, remember who you are. And that's, that's, the, that's, that's my message, man. Like, it's, it's a lot of other people's messages as well. But I love to say that. It's like, fucking don't compromise who you are for anyone or anything, right? Like, I could have made a lot more money over the last fucking six months, 12 months, 20 months, whatever. But I'd rather fucking know and remember who I am and leave a legacy and be able to say that I did that. And I also know the consequences that come with being selfish when it comes to those types of things fuck that <laughs> yeah no i think that's i think that's it's it's hard especially as you as you kind of ascend and you stay there's more things that pull you away from that the further you get and towards whatever it is that you deem success to be mm. and like i think that's doubling back to like kind of a point we've touched on a few times is that's really your network becomes important like me and you at the coffee shop this morning like going back and forth and like i didn't even think of it as an argument like it was just like trainer knows what the fuck he's talking about that's why he's sitting here and he what i talk about i know what i'm talking about that's why i'm sitting here and it wasn't until like you brought it up it's like oh yeah 
we were kind of like at odds there, but it's like on it, like there wasn't even an awareness. It was just like, okay, let's find the best out of this situation. Yeah, and and you know when we were talking about that, like, and and it's a perfect example is like when I was yelling at you <laughs> to shut the fuck up and listen. I wasn't doing that because I wanted to be heard. I was doing that because I'm like, fuck, I just want the best for this guy. Like, in all honesty, man, like I can say you've been a massive effect on me over the last twelve months, and there's. If you do Sam Harris, man, like he tells you to fucking manifest success for people, right? Like maybe be free from suffering, all of that shit. And you can do that. And that's one thing that you can do to fucking create this gratitude, man. But that's the thing is like the more you do that, the more you realize you should have that for everyone, right? Like, I mean, I've got my select few. You're one of them. And I guarantee you that there's only four people that I do it for, four or five. And you're one of them. But it's the fact that I've started doing that, that I've started to realize that the only way to truly help this universe, right, which is the mission, to fucking help everyone. Because the decisions I make affects the whole world. And if everyone can think that way, right, and you can start to think that way, guess what? You're not worried about making the next sale. You're not worried about how much money is in your account, right? Although it is important, right? We know the importance of it, but it should never be the focus because that's when you can start to judge yourself and blame yourself. When you're more worried about the people around you, the universe as a whole, compassion, great, and having gratitude for your life and these kind of things, but wanting the universe to be a better place and everyone who you touch and speak to, to actually be free from suffering. Like it's just, it's, it's a super powerful thing, right? Like, you know, you, you wouldn't be where you are today if you didn't hold the, 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 the beliefs and the values that you think the industry should be at. Yeah. Like, it's not, no, you know... No you compromise. No, nah, like, but, you know, and it's the fact that you believe it should be like that because it's for the greater good. No. Right? I, I believe only because I've seen what happens when it's not done in action and when it is done in action. Because that's what belief is. Belief is an arbitrary designation of yeah. things, just words that you say, right? Mm. And that's the thing, like, Truth I, is is whatever one believes at their um, point of perception, right? So, you know, this is where people that are unconscious don't know that they're unconscious. They just think they know what they know. They they tell them the truth. Um, some people aren't, but yeah. You know, well, it's just. I mean, on. you have to like you have to act out your truth, which I think is something that people get missed. And this is where a lot of like in going through the endeavors you go through, and to be like a student of yours in the past. Like I literally remember when we would FaceTime my old apartment. And I would, I had a chair, my, my dining room table as someone who'd gone through eight years of grad school or eight years of school, four years of grad school was a practicing physician, worked at mm. two of the largest, I mean, I was like you, man, like I wanted to chase down success, what everyone else thought it to be. Mm. Like, like look at the resume and it's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I do literally none of those things now and I'm fucking happy as shit. Like I could not be happier with my current situation. And it was like, cause dude, when I was at Stanford, I was there till fucking 9 p.m. And then I have to turn around when I was at Apple, I was there on Saturdays mm. and then I'd work in my own practice on Sundays. And it was my fucking kitchen table was lawn furniture. It was a round bar top. It fit two people uncomfortably. And I remember when we first started talking, like we go get on Skype calls and, you know, blocking my schedule and, and, and tracking my metrics and like being able to start to be more aware and like be in control of, uh, of my situation and control how I react to things and hear books you should read. I remember one of the first things I did was I, I had just two fucking chairs at this high top fucking lawn furniture that I ate dinner at as an adult. 
with a job. <laughs> like fuck, I can't I can't believe it. My bed my bed when I was in when I was twenty five to twenty until I don't have a bedroom, just my Airbnbs now, mm. was a pull out couch. Mm. As a fucking practicing chiropractor in the San Francisco Bay Area, my bed was a pull-out couch. My kitchen table was lawn furniture. And that was when I had a place. And what I remember what I did, one of the first things you taught me is, is, like, is like positioning. Like I remember I would sit in one place when I ate breakfast, one side of the circle of the table, and I would sit on another side when I ate dinner, and I would sit on another side when I worked. And then that was just, it was just, it was a mindset thing. It was a habit thing. And that I was so unaware of that. I was so unconscious. I was just fucking going through life, like, or taking it on the chin. And that was one of the first things. And then it was just like stepping stones. It's like, and now I'm still like, I, I see, I mean, I surround myself with people now that excel in this field. Like it used to be like the biggest fucking most jack strong meathead. That's what I wanted to surround myself with. Mm. And I did that and I got really strong. And I, I learned a lot along the way about like mindset and sort of, inadvertently now that I have an awareness of it but now it's like this is my interest like I, I want to like being around you being around being around guys like Ben like living with him for for months on end on the road like oh okay this is where the power comes from yeah 100% and I you know it's it's that as a concept is like you know it's relative consciousness and relative what we know you know like fuck man like you're you've got so much knowledge on, you know, biomechanics and these kind of things and, and that realm. Um, just like I've got certain knowledge on, on certain realms as well, but I, there's a lot of shit that I just got no idea about. Like sometimes when you're talking about the body, I'm sitting there like, fuck, no. <laughs> fuck, did he just say? Nod your head. Yeah, cool, man. <laughs> that's going to be killer. Right? Like that's what it's like. But, you know, um, that's what it comes from is your, you know, your ability to surround yourself with people that, are on the same journey, right? Like that's where it's a universal thing, I think. Like you can tell, you know, and you're not gonna, you know, when you truly get to the level of consciousness where you understand that there's so much to this world that's bigger than you as an individual, anything less than that is unacceptable. And that's why you don't hang out with people and you don't wanna be next to people anymore that are doing things for selfish reasons. I dig it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's what it comes down to. Like, it's, it's your ability to become conscious of that. The more conscious you become, the more awareness you have around all the aspects of your life. And that's the message is like there's, you know, fuck, man. It's like consciousness, mindfulness, critical thinking, systems for success. That's going to be my seminar. That's what I'm going to present on. It's going to teach people how to become high achievers no matter what level you're at. Consciousness, mindfulness, critical thinking, systems for success. Love it. Trainer, where are we finding the internet? Do the thing where you tell people where to go and they do the thing. Uh, on Instagram, my Instagram is Kyle R. Trainer. Um, the mastery program, so Elite Vitality Mastery on Instagram, you can check that out. Um, we post content quite regularly. Um, and that's about it. Podcast coming soon. Podcast coming soon. So yeah. we're recording um, some episodes at the moment, getting through them. Um, it's called Pivotal Conversations. Um, for personal trainers. So it's going to be to that realm, but there's definitely going to be a lot of people on there that are going to go outside of that as well. So it's it's kind of going to be for anyone who wants to understand how conversations can shape your future, your mindset, your career, all of those. Um, so we're going to focus on getting people that have excelled at what they, um, what they do um, and not 
talk about, I mean, I want it to be different. So I don't want it to be like, you know, yourself talking about biomechanics. I'm not interested in that. Like I'm, you're going to come on and you're going to explain to everyone how you've got to where you are, how you got more knowledge than anyone else in the world in your field, why you're the number one guy right now from mindset to fucking your perception to your habits to what you did through university, through college, through all of that stuff. And, and you know, we um recorded an episode the other day with Brendan Iomadejo who, fuck man, like anyone that knows him, 13-year NFL vet, um, guy, pro bowl, three-time pro bowler but didn't get drafted like until his fourth year, just hustle and grinded, man. And now he's a very successful businessman, failed twice in business before he achieved his third time success. So, um, and you know, he's a, he's a guy that is fucking amazing in terms of holding people to their standards and holding himself to standards and these kind of things. So it's going to be down that realm. You're going to be featuring on it. We're going to be doing that tomorrow. So that's exciting. Um, a lot of other cool guys and, and there's going to be, it's going to be really cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't promote things on the pot. Like we don't have sponsors. We, mm. we just thought it was a conscious decision we made because we just wanted to be, we just wanted to be cool. And like just the idea of you having a podcast personally to me is exciting because when I lose my center, that's because we haven't had a call in a while. Like when I start drifting and like, so for those of you who don't know, we've been chatting over the phone almost on a weekly basis for wherever we can swing it as far as time zones go mm. for the better part of at least a year now. Yeah. And it's, yeah, like creating your network of people who will challenge you and just the idea of having that as a, as an access for people like a medium for people to tap into like this conversation i think to overhear it to just to bear witness to the thought process i think is super powerful so when it goes out even before my episode goes up when we record it i'll make sure that everyone on our subscriber list knows about it because i think it's it's such a necessary thing and it's not it's if, I don't know if you follow me for a while, if you listen to the podcast, like it's not fucking petty dick slapping. Like I don't fuck around with like useless shit. There's some things that I call bullshit on, but like this stuff matters. So yeah. um, everything will be in the show notes where to find them. Make sure you follow them just so you know when the show, when the show hits. Um, but yeah, appreciate the time, man. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, Loved man. It. <laughs>